0: So uh, about 12 years ago, when Kelly and I were engaged, uh, we went couch shopping, and believe it or not, at the time I actually had uh, hair everywhere. Literally, it just was coming down, down past my shoulders. Some of you guys know that old me. Uh, it was a beautiful thing, man. Wish I could regain that. But um, some of you guys know that, that that picture of me. And so we were at this couch shop and we're looking at this green couch. And to be honest, if I was looking at this green couch today, I never would have bought it in the first place. But here we are looking at this green couch and yeah, we should buy this green couch. And as we're looking at it, we have our backs to the salesman. The salesman comes up and he says, can I help you ladies? And uh, so I turned around, I had this huge goatee and he just kind of jumped back, you know. And uh, so we ended up buying the green couch and I remember sitting in my apartment. We have this little apartment in my uncle and aunt's house and sitting on the couch One day, just watching TV, hanging out, turning the TV off, just sitting there. You ever that moment you just like if someone asked you like, "What are you doing right now?" and you say nothing, like you're literally doing nothing. You're just sitting there, and all of a sudden, this thought just hit me. This thought hit me. Oh no. Oh no, Doug. You have tremendous pride in your heart. I'll never forget. I'm just sitting there in my little apartment on my stupid green couch, and just thinking, I don't know what to do. I have so much garbage in my heart. I have so much pride built up. I honestly don't know how to get out from underneath it. Have you ever been there? You ever had a moment? Maybe it wasn't pride. Maybe for you it was lust or it was fear or it was anxiety or it was tremendous doubt about God and, and is, is he capable of leading me? Or, and you just have that oh no moment. And the reason you have that oh no moment is because you realize the depths of your brokenness and you don't know how to get out. And yes, you, you love God, and you know He's there, and you know He's good, but, but you've realized there's a huge problem in your life. I'm sure that's probably happened to all of us, even if you're not a Christian. There's probably been times you've looked at something going on in your life, and you've just said, I honestly don't know what the answer is here. I don't know how to get out of this or what to do about this. And the reason I tell you that story is not to discourage you. It's actually to give you hope, because I can tell you this, though I'm far from perfect, that God in the last 12 years has done tremendous amount of work on the pride in my heart. And he's still got work to do on me. But I can tell you that I'm a very different person than I was 12 years ago. And you know what? Many of you guys have seen that that's true in your heart too. That no matter what it was, and and look, we're never gonna be perfect. Thank God for grace. Let me just say it up front. Grace is everything. Forgiveness is everything. We're gonna continue to need grace and forgiveness for the rest of our lives. But what's incredible is is that at the same time, yes, we're forgiven, and yes, God will continue to forgive us, but the truth is, is that there should be this ongoing change in my heart and your heart. And, and I, what I want to encourage you about tonight is what we've been encouraging for the last 10, mo- uh, 10 months. Yeah, we've been in this year for 10 months, not, not at all. 10 weeks. And that is, that, you guys would fire me, that's like the longest series of all time. But these last 10 weeks, we've been saying something really important, and it is that the overflow of your heart is controlled by the Holy Spirit. It's controlled by God, if you're in a relationship with Jesus. See, sometimes we like to think it's us, or we think it's Satan, or we think it's our parents. Sometimes we get those two confused, right? We think, oh man, it's because of the way that they interact with me, right? Some of you married people, you blame it on your spouse. They, they control me, you know? They, they act a certain way, which then I react, but really it's their fault, so they're controlling me. And what we've been trying to get across is now, man, you see, the Holy Spirit, if you're in a relationship with God, the Holy Spirit is in control. And now the overflow of your heart become things like we've been talking about. Love and joy and peace and self-control and all these things that myself and our staff over the last 10 weeks have talked about. And so that's incredible news. Incredible news that, man, there is hope for every one of us, me included, who still struggles and still has my moments, and there are still things I look at and say, man, I wish this were different about me. I wish this thing weren't still going on in my heart. Uh, Great news for us all. God is continuing to change us. He's continuing to change the overflow of our heart. Now tonight, here's what I want to do. Because our staff over the last nine weeks has zoomed in and zoomed in and zoomed in on, on different sin struggles and on different answers. You know, it's kind of like we zoom in on the, the, the struggle, which is pride, and we give you the answer, which is gentleness or humility. And so we've really zoomed in on the fruit of the Spirit or the, or the result of the Spirit, right? And so tonight what I want to do is I want to zoom back out, and I want to ask this question. And the question is this, how do we cooperate with the Holy Spirit on a day-by-day, moment-by-moment basis? You see, everyone that's spoken over the last nine weeks has answered that question When it comes to their specific thing. So it's been answered about joy. It's been answered about peace. And and we've kind of tried to help give you guys through scripture some strategy to know how to live this new overflow coming out of our heart, right? But tonight, I just want to zoom out and I want to say, all right, let's not talk specifics so much tonight. As let's talk generally, overview, in a big way, how do we walk with the Holy Spirit. How do we stay in communication and cooperate with the Holy Spirit every day and every moment? Now, as I talk, some of you guys are thinking, Doug, this seems slightly familiar. I feel like you have talked about this from the stage before. And the answer is, yes, I have. And the answer is also, yes, I will continue to. And the reason that is so is because if you're anything like me, and I would guess many of you are, you often get this thing right Right, you start kind of walking through life in connection with the Holy Spirit, tuned into God, listening, doing things His way, letting Him lead you and guide you. And then suddenly, it's the strangest thing, but I think all of us we have this natural pull back toward autopilot, where we kind of just stop listening. I, know, I that's the, I'm talking about me now. Okay, maybe you're going, "Hey, how'd you know that about you?" You know, you me. I'm talking about me right now. Okay, and so the truth is, is we all have this pull back toward, no, I want to do things my way again. No, Holy Spirit, it was nice kind of while I was in communication with you, but I'm going to kind of turn that back off, and I'm going to go ahead and start doing things my way again. And often we don't even realize it. The place that I come most on planet Earth is this building, this church, because I work here, go to, my, go to church here, you know, so the place that I am most is here. So, so often, uh, I'm, supposed to, I'm supposed to be going out to community group at the Ruggiros in Holtzville, and instead of you know, making a right onto Nichols Road to get toward the expressway, I'll make a left and I'll start my way here and Kelly's going, where are you going? I'm going, I have no idea, you know, that's why you need a wife, guys, all right? And so, they're very good at pointing these things out. And so, I, I, what happened? I, I wasn't like trying to do something wrong, you know? I'm not like, well, I'm gonna get my, my, my wife mad, you know? I, I, just, I just was on autopilot. And so I think for so many of us, guys, is like, we're not out to get God, We're not out to get ourselves and, like, ruin our lives by doing things our way. It's just we have busy lives, and we just kind of tend to float back toward autopilot, which is to tune God out and to just do things my way. I I know uh, my kids, like, they can hear the same thing over and over again and still continue to do the opposite. And I think we're more like that when we realize, you know. Like, my kids, like, we have this big screen TV, and the kids have to be this close to it like this close, and I'm like, how close to Spongebob do you have to be? You know what I mean? Like, step back. You can see Squidward's nose from across the street, okay? You do not need to be that close, okay? And the truth is, is as they're watching a half-hour episode of Spongebob, I will tell them 15 times to back up from the TV. Oh, sorry, Dad. I mean, they're not trying to hurt me or hurt them. You know, they don't want to go cross-eyed or anything, you know, but at the same time is, They'll forget, and five minutes later, they're back up there kissing Spongebob again, you know? And so it's this constant cycle with them. And you know what? Uh, That's true of us, too. This this, this whole cycle of, yeah, I mean, I'm listening, and I'm tuned into what God wants to do in me and through me. I'm listening right now. Ask me a month from now. I might just be right back on autopilot. And so tonight, I want to challenge us and encourage us. It's not like I just pulled my old file out and and I'm reading an old message to you guys tonight. This is all new stuff and new scriptures and and hopefully some new insight that will help us. But tonight, I just simply wanted to zoom out. I mean, we could have wrapped up the series last week. Kelly did a great job. But I just knew we needed a reminder again that this is all about cooperating with the Holy Spirit, that that is the Christian life. You know, I've told you guys in the past, I used to think that people who cooperate with the Holy Spirit on like the moment-by-moment moment basis are like the super Christians. you know, And there's all us normal Christians who just kind of squeak by, and we get there, and God loves us, and we love Him. But in reality, I've realized over the years, and I've said this before, that we simply won't survive as Christians when we live on autopilot. See, we weren't created to live on autopilot. It doesn't work. I have a friend who uh, used to be a cop, and he was following this van, I mean, not because he was suspicious, he just happened to be driving behind this van on the expressway one day, and suddenly the van veered off the road and crashed. And so he kind of drives up, you know, he goes up to the front seat, opens the door, and he's looking for the guy driving. There's no one driving the car. He's like, what is going on? And so he looks into the back of the van, and there's a guy laying in the back of the van moaning. He's like, what happened? And the guy says oh, I put the van on cruise control and came back here to get a drink, and I crashed. I don't know what happened. Like, he thought the van was going to actually drive itself. Didn't realize what cruise control was, you know? And guys, in the same way, that's a true story, you know? I did not make that up. It's not a preacher story, all right? I promise, okay? There are people that dumb, all right? But guys, in the same way, we often think, yeah, man, I'm just going to hit cruise control, man. You know, I'll just get there. I'll get to that level. I'll... Uh, I'll have that experience with God, and then it's like, I'll just hit cruise control. And, and the scary thing is God wants us to continue to listen and be tuned in. I remember Mr. Contest, a lot of you guys were really encouraged by him a few weeks ago when he spoke, great guy. I remember him telling me, again, something I learned from him in 12th grade, was that if you guys, you know, have ever been away on a trip where you just like, you know, you go away with a youth group or a church group or something like that, and you just feel so close to God. And then we all come back, right? And we're all fired up. And then it's like a week later. What happens? We're back on autopilot. I remember him saying, why is it that we're surprised that we don't feel close to God anymore? It's because we were in a a constant conversation with God for like three or four days on this retreat. You know, worshiping, praying, hear messages, read your Bible. And you're just loving it. And then we come home and life hits, right? And we kind of unplug. And so tonight... I am not trying to encourage you to spend you know 10 hours a day locked in your room reading your Bible. You guys know that what I believe God wants from us is a constant conversation all day long. And so that's what I want to talk with you guys about today. So forgive me if I'm repeating myself a little bit. Maybe I need to hear it more than you do. C.S. Lewis said this. He said, The real job of every moral teacher is to keep bringing us back time after time to the old simple principles which we are all so anxious not to see. Like bringing a horse back and back to the fence it has refused to jump, or bringing a child back to a lesson that it wants to shirk. Now, I want to say something up front here. I'm not calling you a horse or a child. I'm calling all of us horses and children, okay? I'm saying this is an issue for all of us. We all tend to learn something, and then we unlearn it. And we learn something, and we unlearn it. And so, yes, tonight's a reminder And I don't know about you, but I need this reminder to walk with the Spirit, to listen, to be plugged in, and to just continue to walk His way. Let me ask you a question. When you go on autopilot, when you go on cruise control, and you kind of tune God out, how does that go for you? I know for me, if I can answer for, for myself, it goes terribly. It goes absolutely terribly. Such a difference from when I tune in to God and when I tune out, from when I'm listening and walking with Him and when I've decided to go kind of my own way. I make a mess of things on my own. And so think about that question as we talk tonight. If you're not a Christian, like I said earlier, you might have had some of those green couch moments where you're sitting on the couch and suddenly you realize, man, I'm stuck in some stuff I don't know how to get out of. And tonight as we talk, I want to tell you that everything I say applies to you because God wants a relationship with you. Jesus died for you so that you could know Him and spend eternity with Him, yes, but also He wants to begin to change your heart like He has mine. So let's look at some verses tonight. Again, we're going to zoom out a little bit around the verses that we had been zoomed in in on for nine weeks. And let's look at this. Uh, Paul's going to give us the answer here. How do we do do this? How do we not get our butts kicked by pride and all these other things? Here's what he says in, in verse 16 of Galatians 5. So I say, live by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. So he says, okay, here's what I want you to do. Let me boil it down for you. Your sinful nature wants you to do all this stuff, Doug. I mean, that pride, you sitting on the green couch, that's all about your sinful nature. And you know what? If you would just live by the Spirit, you won't give in to that. And we all go, ah, very deep, very good, okay. But how do I do that? It feels like this, this concept that's like just out there, And it sounds like real good and like churchy, but I don't know how to like get my hands around that. Live by the Spirit. Like if I gave you a piece of paper and said, do this every day this week, it's like, okay, how how do I do this? And so what I want to do is, is I actually want to skip a few verses down because verse 25 actually gives us a really good visual of how to live this. And then we'll look back at the rest of the verses through that lens. So look at verse 25. It says, Since we live by the Spirit, so if... If living by the Spirit is how we overcome this pride, this anger, this lust, this jealousy, all these things. Then he says this, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let's keep in step with the Spirit. I did a message on that a while ago, probably last year or the year before. And what I told you guys was that the Greek image here, like Paul's listeners would have understood this because what he's trying to get across is this image. It's like military people marching perfectly in step with each other. You know how that goes? At the six o'clock service, we had a guy named Craig and he's in the military. Like, I can just imagine Craig, whenever his commanding officer yells out, you know, turn or about face or whatever it might be, Craig perfectly in sync and in step walks and marches one way or the other or stops or turns around right along with his commanding officer and the rest of the men and women around him. And that's the image Paul gives us. He says, look, I want you to live by the Spirit. Don't let it just be like this thing out here, this like, you know, kind of dreamy, like, you know, oh, that would be nice if me and the Holy Spirit were in communication. No, he's saying, look, I want you to actually walk in step with the Spirit. And so the question then becomes, well, how do we do that? How do we walk in the step with the Spirit? How do I go through my day listening to the Holy Spirit, responding to what the Holy Spirit wants to do instead of what I want to do? And, some of you guys might be having some objections kind of come to mind as I say this stuff. Some of you guys are thinking, wait, you like really think you hear from God? Like, like you think the Holy Spirit, who, who is God, is actually going to lead and direct me through my day? And the answer to that is yes. That yes, God wants to lead and direct you through your day. And some of you guys might be thinking, well, isn't that like just kind of like a conscience? You know, is that what you're saying, Doug? Like just listen to your conscience? We know the Holy Spirit is much more than a conscience. And you know what? The truth is, every one of us is born with a conscience. I mean, my son, though sometimes it's hard to find in three-year-old, uh, he does have a conscience. You know, usually I find that after he's done something wrong and he breaks down weeping and repentance, okay? Oh, wow, I got a big sigh over there. Okay, I'm sorry. Leah, he's, he's okay. It's all right. All right? But you know what? It's, it's much more than a conscience because people who have no relationship with God have a conscience, We're talking about the Holy Spirit. We're talking about God being with you and directing you and leading you. And then some of you might be objecting to this then and saying something like this. But I've never experienced that. Like there are probably many of you in this room that would say, I know God leads me and directs me. There are times I can think back where he has shown me something so clearly and I followed and it was very clearly him. The results showed it. And man, I'm so thankful I went that way. But then maybe there are some of you here tonight that are saying, I don't know what that's like. I don't know what it's like to hear God's voice. And I'll tell you this, it's a process. It's something I'm still learning to do. But it's something that as you are in a relationship with God more and more, you begin to see like, oh wow, that's what it's like. That's how he led me. Sometimes it's making mistakes. It's thinking God's leading you and then you find out like, okay, wow, that was totally me. But it's a process of learning. But I can tell you where to start. And this is what we're going to do. We're going to start together right here tonight. How can you know how to walk in step with the Spirit? Well, it's real simple. If we're talking about walking in step with the Spirit, then what we we have to know is where the Holy Spirit steps and where the Holy Spirit doesn't step. And the way we know that is through Scripture. Right? The Bible tells us, Holy Spirit, He's about this. He's not about this. So here's what I want you to think about as we go through this tonight. Um, Last month, My kids and I and Kelly, we were upstate and uh, there's this huge lake and it was snowing out. And so a lot of the lake was frozen over, there's fresh snow falling on the ice. And here's what I want you to imagine. I want you to imagine me walking out on the lake and as I'm stepping on the fresh snow, there's footprints being made, right, on top of the ice. But also on a lake that's frozen, you, you know there are spots that are thin. There are spots that might be completely unfrozen. And so here are my little kids behind me. And they might be thinking, where do I know I can step? Where do I know it's safe to put my step? And the answer is, is they can step in their dad's footprint, right? Wherever I've been, it's safe to go. And wherever I haven't gone, stay away from. And so, you know what? When we look at Scripture, we find out what the footprints of the Holy Spirit look like. And it's not wrong. It can't be inaccurate, and so we're going to look tonight, and we're going to see what the Holy Spirit's about, and, and, and further than that, you know what we're going to see tonight? And this hit me so hard as I was studying for this. We're going to see tonight how insane it is, the times when you and I decide we're going to run out on the lake by ourselves, and try to find our own way. We're going to find out how insane it is, just like my kids, if they were to run out on that lake ahead of me, and not wait and not see where it's safe to go and where it's not safe to go and, and, and not figure out how to walk in my steps. They could fall in. They could die. And the reality is that so often that's us. We think, I'm just going to speed ahead. I'm just going to go out, get out there. And we're going to see tonight as we look at Scripture how insane that is. So let's look at the next part. It helps us to start to see how crazy it is to walk away from the Spirit. It says, For the sinful nature... So we have this part of us that, that you know, is looking to get us in trouble. It's looking to you know, cause us to sin and stumble. For the sinful nature desires what's contrary to the Spirit. So it desires the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit, what is contrary to the sinful nature. They're in conflict with each other so that you do not do what you want. Now here's what I want you guys to catch. And this is so, I think, life-changing. And this is what hit me so hard is this, if I'm walking in step with the Holy Spirit through my day and suddenly the Holy Spirit stops and he's not going where I'm about to go, then literally what I'm doing is I'm looking at God and I'm saying, it's been nice talking with you today but I'm going out on the ice by myself now. That's the insanity of sin. It's, okay, God, you've been leading me so well through this day. You've been bringing me to peace. You've been bringing me to joy. You've been helping love overflow out of my heart. And now I'm on the brink here. I'm ready to jump into some kind of porn. I'm ready to jump into some kind of anger, some kind of jealousy. And literally what I have to do if I'm going to keep stepping is look at the Holy Spirit and say, I know you're not coming. So I just want you to know that I'm going without you. That's the insanity of our sin. That's the insanity of us stopping the conversation. John, can you come here for a second? Johnny boy, big red. All right, it's my man John. And uh, John actually is going to be living in my house very soon, which is very fun. We have an apartment, and him and Heather are getting married, and I'll feel much safer with him around. All right, come here. Um, but uh, John, John's going to represent the Holy Spirit for a second. I want you guys to get this. Don't let it go to your head, bro. It's easy, yeah? All right. <laughs> At the six, I did this with Kelly. She's much prettier than okay. you, by the way. I'm sorry. But, uh, all right. but here's the thing. I want you to catch this visual, okay? So, so here's the Holy Spirit, right? And, and we're, we're just walking. We're walking in step, right? So we're coming to the edge, right? Here's some t- kind of temptation. I know beyond the shadow of a doubt that the Holy Spirit is not about to take another step off. And so I literally, though His presence is still with me, though he's still madly in love with me and his grace is huge for me. Not you, John. This is getting very awkward. Here, put that on. No, no. <laughs> though John is madly in love No. Right? Though, though the Holy Spirit is completely in love with you, though his grace is huge for you, though nothing can separate you from his love, what you're choosing to do, because the Holy Spirit has stopped, is you're choosing to say, well, I'm going to keep going. And I've broken the communication. I've broken not the relationship, it's not over, I'm not, not saved now, but I've chosen to shut the Holy Spirit out for that moment. And I can come back and there'll be forgiveness here. But for that moment, for that time, I've chosen basically to shut the Holy Spirit down and walk by myself out onto the ice. Thanks, buddy. And so I want to continue to read here and just examine through that lens what it's like to walk with the Spirit, and how crazy it is to stop walking with the Spirit. See, I just want us to know we need this. I want us to know this isn't just for superhero Christians who need to like, hear from God every second. We all need so desperately to walk with the Spirit. So he says in verse 18, if you're led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. And so what he's saying here is it's just, you know don't throw out the law, but line your heart up with it. Because the overflow of your heart should be what God desires, which is what was written in the law. So no, we're not following rules per se, but what should be naturally coming out of our heart in a love relationship with Jesus lines up with the law. Okay. Then check this out. Verse 19. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery. So think about this for a second. Debauchery is just wild living. Okay. Think about this for a second. I'm walking with the Spirit through my day. Things are good. I'm just listening, I'm tuned in, I feel like he's leading me well. And then all of a sudden, here I am, and I am about to jump into some kind of sexual impurity. There is no way Holy Spirit's going with me. I mean, yes, like I said before, is his presence going to leave you and forsake you? No. But the conversation, because of me and my desire right now, is shut off. I'm no longer tuned into him. I'm no longer listening and I'm about to make a complete and total mess of my life. Let me just ask you guys. I mean, just being real. Here I am, and you know what? What would happen? God help me and and keep me. What would happen if I walked in next Sunday and said, guys, I had an affair. This didn't happen, all right, don't freak out, but I had an affair, and I cheated on my wife, and I don't know what's gonna happen. We're trying to work through it. Dude, my... I am broken. I'm broken. I can't influence anybody until God puts me back together and probably no, most of you never want to even hear me again. My marriage is, is falling apart. My kids, who knows if they want anything to do with me or not. You guys see? Just simply because I I just turned him off for a second. How insane is it to turn him off? How, how insane is it to shut him out and to walk by myself out onto the ice. He's saying, no, no, no. See, walk with me. Why does he say walk with me? Like Kelly said last week, is he trying to ruin my fun? No, man, he loves me passionately. Why would I tell my kids walk with me? Because I don't want them to fall through the ice. And, and, And if they fall through the ice, would I go grab them out, even if they didn't listen to me? Of course. Would God do that for you? Of course. But there's consequence. And so God lovingly saying, walk in step with me. The next one, idolatry, right? I mean, idolatry is crazy. I'm walking with the Spirit, and all of a sudden I get up to the edge here, and I look at the Holy Spirit and I say, okay, instead of loving you and enjoying you as, as much as I could, I'm going to go worship a sport or a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a TV or money or a job. I mean, how crazy to walk away from the Holy Spirit and go worship something else. Witchcraft, right? to say to God, all right, I know your creator, and like you created Satan, and witchcraft is, is a power, a true power from Satan, so instead of worshiping you, God, and sticking with you, and walking in step with you, I'm going to just kind of jump off into this, and tap into power that's from a created being, instead of the creator, you guys see how, I mean, it's just insanity, right, hatred, this one hit me hard, Right? Hatred. Because we're walking in step with the Holy Spirit. Suddenly somebody walks in the room that we just can't, can't stand. Rightfully so. They stabbed us in the back. They lied about us. They you know, cheated on us or forsook us or whatever it is. And suddenly I'm going to look at the Holy Spirit and say, look, I know you've like, forgiven me for all sin. I know Jesus died for me and has set me free. And you, you died for me when I hated you. And yet I'm going to carry hatred in my heart and walk over this ledge you see how crazy it is you see how nuts it is I mean we can go on and on discord all right Jesus prayed for unity but I'm gonna go out there and cause a bunch of trouble right jealousy God you're awesome but you know what I, I, I'd rather have what they have if you could just work on that I mean I know you owe me so if you could just work on that fits of rage this is one that hit home for me because I can struggle with a temper and I just think of that how stupid that is like in the moment like I, I, just just bear with me here ready I'm walking through my day, suddenly something happens. And I'm at this point, and you guys know this point, don't you? I know it in my own life. I'm at the point where I can either jump off the ledge, or I can look to the Holy Spirit and say, I'm about to freak out right now, and I need you to calm me. I'm about to lose it on someone I love. And I need you, Holy Spirit, to give me a peace and a calm and you know what, there have been times by his grace that I've not jumped off. I haven't run out onto the lake. And there's been times when I have. And I go out and I make my mess. And I come back and he forgives me. And whoever that person was that I hurt forgives me by God's grace. But I made a mess. And he's just saying, just, I, just, I just want you to stay here. You know, I mean, in the moment when I'm about to lose it and I look to God and I say, Holy Spirit, please, Help me. Be patient like you've been patient with me. Help me. Be kind like you've been kind with me. Do you think he's going to ignore that prayer? No, he, he, wants, he wants you to walk with him. We can go on and on. Selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, the like. He says, I warn you as I did before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, it's a scary verse. Does that mean I'm not saved because sometimes I lose my temper? No, what that means is, is if I'm okay with living my life in a way where I'm just lashing out and I have no conviction, I don't care what anybody thinks, especially God, then there's a good chance I'm not His. But usually the way it goes is, I stand on the edge, I miss out on the constant communication with the Holy Spirit, I jump into my sin, and in about five seconds I realize what an idiot I am and what a a mess I've made, and I come running back, and he graciously forgives me. But in the moment, I know that I'm his. You know that you're his because maybe you ran out onto the lake and maybe you even fell in, but did you come back? Because if you came back or there was something in your heart that broke and you wanted to change, then you're his. If you're sitting here tonight and you're scared because that's not true of you, then I would plead with you, don't leave this church tonight until you're his until you give your life to him. So let's look on. Now we get to the good part. Everyone can chill out a little bit. Verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is, in other words, the result of the Spirit is, when we walk by the Spirit, love. Love. So I'm going through my day, and I'm all mad, I'm all angry, and all of a sudden, I'm about to jump off into anger. Also lust. Lust is the opposite of love, right? I'm about to jump off into one of these things and suddenly instead of just going, I go, wait, wait, wait. I'm gonna walk with the Holy Spirit right now. This is not anger management, guys. This is not count to 10 till you cool down. This is, I need a living God right now to keep me out of impurity or hatred. And so this is walking with the Spirit and I'm standing here and I'm saying, Holy Spirit, I'm about to really screw up and I need you. I don't want to stop walking with you. It's joy, right? You're at the edge. You're about to jump off into depression, discouragement. You're about to just, you know, because of some circumstance in your life, just completely screw up your life with the way that you live the next 10 minutes. And you, you call this person, you tell them off. You call that person, you tell them off. You lash out at your parent or your wife or your kid, right? And you just say, no, 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 just, 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 God, I need some joy right now because I'm about to lose it if I don't find my joy in you. Peace, right? I mean, we could step through every single one of the fruits of the Spirit and see how when we just stop, when we just look to Him, we don't just go running out onto the lake, but we stay in communication with Him. What a difference. I'll tell you guys, the difference between me losing my temper and me not losing my temper is what I do right here. Being tempted is not a sin. We're all gonna be tempted the rest of our lives, but what I do right here will determine the outcome of this. And I'm just telling you real life stuff right here. This isn't theory. Me and Kelly have a fight, argument. Suddenly I can just, I can blow up, I can get all upset at her. Or I can just go, you know what, hon? I'm gonna go like walk around the neighborhood and just pray for a little while. I come back a different person. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you it works. It works. It's the real thing. And maybe your thing isn't a temper, but maybe it's lust. Maybe it's fear. Maybe it's doubt. Maybe it is drunkenness. But I'll tell you what, there's a Holy Spirit, a living God, not a conscience, a living God who wants to walk with you and wants to enable you to continue to walk with Him. Earlier today, craziest thing happened. I'm upstairs writing this stuff out, and all of a sudden, I don't know how it happened. I don't remember how I got into it, what triggered this, but suddenly I'm thinking about a pastor on Long Island who in the past, for whatever reason, hasn't hasn't treated me very kindly, and I start getting real angry. I'm just like writing this, you know, my final notes here, and I'm like, I just get off on this thing, and, I, and, I, and I'm what a jerk, and how is he, why does he treat me like that, and maybe because of this or that. And without even thinking about what I was going to talk about tonight, suddenly I just went, God, just bless this guy. Like, God, be with this guy. He, I don't know what's going on in his life. Maybe he's going through a hard thing or something. I don't know why he treats me like he treats me, but I just pray for him tonight. Whatever's going on in his life, just be with him. I wasn't like doing this so I could tell this story. I didn't even think about the message I was doing, which I didn't know because that's what I was doing. And so suddenly, this incredible peace came over me. And I had been in a cage. I had been in a cage of anger. I had been in a cage of, of, uh, you know, unforgiveness. And suddenly I was just free. You guys see that there's two different outcomes. I asked you a question before. I said, how does it go when you go on autopilot and you tune God out? Let me ask you a new question. How does it go when you walk in step with the Spirit? Just think about your life for a minute. How does it go? Your parents are about to you know, freak out on you and you could very, very well freak out on them. How does it go when you just say, no, Holy Spirit, I'm about to lose it and I need you. How does that go? It's a totally, totally different way of living. It's a totally different outcome because now you are walking with the Holy Spirit. My great-grandfather was, uh, toward the end of his life, was really, really deaf and he had a hearing aid that would help. And uh, my, great, my great-grandma was always, like, yelling and screaming at him. It's probably why he went deaf. And uh, so he has this hearing aid, and as he's uh, going throughout the course of his day, my great-grandma's like, yeah, take out the trash, and, you know, this and that. And she's going on and on. Lovely lady. And uh, she's going through this whole thing. And um, I really hope that thing about, like, heaven being, people in having being able to see you on earth isn't true. Sorry, Grandma. But uh, she, uh, she just keep going at him. And eventually, throughout the course of his day, he would just lower it and lower it and lower it until he just clicked, turned that thing right off and just went to bed, okay? And you know what? I think that so often is us. I think so often we are tuned in and we're listening and then it's like a little bit more, a little bit more until it's shut off and we can't hear him anymore. Maybe that's been you because it's been me sometimes. And so tonight... I want to challenge you and inspire you and plead with you to keep in step with the Holy Spirit. To walk by, right next to you, right with the Holy Spirit. And keep that visual in your mind that when you and I choose to go further, then we literally are saying to the Holy Spirit, I'm doing it my way and I'll see you later. And is His grace huge? And does He take us back? Yes. But only after we've made our mess. And so, I don't know what your situation is, what your struggle might be, but I know that God loves you. And I know that the Holy Spirit wants to walk with you. And He wants to lead you to amazing things. And He wants the overflow of your heart to be incredible. And I can't help but think that if a room full of people begin to walk with the Spirit, and keep in step with the Spirit, that life would be totally different. And so my challenge to you is live tomorrow walking with the Spirit. Walk with Him tomorrow. You know what? The same like, garbage that came at you today might come at you tomorrow too. I'm not saying like you wake up tomorrow and you're going to walk with the Spirit, you know, and like, there's going to be little angels flying around singing songs to you, and like nothing's going to go wrong, okay? It might be outwardly a horrible day but I can guarantee that if you walk with the Spirit, you will have joy and you will have peace and you will have love and you will have self-control. What a different way to live. Marriages, relationships with parents and kids, the way you treat teachers and bosses and coworkers and people who work under you, girlfriends, boyfriends. Imagine if we just walk with the Spirit. I was talking with Kelly yesterday and just thanking God that my temper, by God's grace, over the years has begun to change. It's begun to change. I'm not perfect and I need His grace. But more and more, I'm seeing God's doing the same thing He did with the pride and He's still at work on the pride too. But the same thing, the same process as I walk with the Spirit, I see this change. And you will too. And so will you walk with him? Yes, tonight's message is a reminder. This is information you probably knew, but probably forgot too. So will you live it? Let's pray together. God, I thank you that you desire to walk with us. It's crazy that we would want it any other way, really. And I just pray that you will um, help us to stay in step with you, to stop walking out onto the ice by ourselves, to stop trying to get ahead of you, and to just trust you, God, and to learn how to hear your voice. I pray for all the people in this room, God, that you will make your voice very, very clear. But but I pray you'll help us to start with Scripture because we see your footprints there. We know where you step and we know where you don't step. And so help us. Let that be the beginning for many of the people in the room tonight. and For those who kind of already have that established in their life, I just pray that you will more and more tune our ears to hear you. If you're a Christian, would you come to God tonight and kind of just respond with where you're at? If you're somebody who, who really honestly doesn't know what his footprints look like in Scripture, and maybe you just, you just, you ever have a really hard time reading the Bible? We'd love to help out with that, by the way. If you need a good place to find out where to start, we'd love to help out with that. We'd love to give you a Bible tonight if you don't have one. But that's an amazing starting place to know, okay, this is what the Holy Spirit is about. And this is what He'd want to protect me from. And so if that's you, would you, would you just say, all right, I want to know you, Holy Spirit. I want to know you're leading through your word. And if you've already kind of have that, that foundation in place, would you just pray and ask the Holy Spirit to make His voice that much more clearer to you? And would you just bring the things in your life that you're just kind of standing on the edge? Kind of standing on the edge of, of some kind of impurity or some kind of partying lifestyle or gossip or fear? whatever it might be, and just just bring that to him and just say, Holy Spirit, I want to walk with you through this. And if you're not a Christian tonight, I just would ask you, doesn't this sound great? Doesn't it sound great to be forgiven? Doesn't it sound great to have a God who will pick you up out of the ice every time you fall in? Doesn't it also sound great to have a God who will help you more and more learn how to step with him? in his footprints, so that you fall in the ice less and less. And so if you desire a relationship with him tonight, you can just pray something like this quietly. Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Thank you for raising from the dead. Thank you for loving me. Now forgive me for my sin. And help me to know what it is to walk and step with you. I thank you for this gift of salvation and life. In your name. Amen.